that was a good one. Happy Comic Book Day and welcome back all you four color funny book aficionados. This is US Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book connected. We are John and Charlie Rivera, the co-founders of US Comics. Charlie, happy Comic Book Day. Sure it is. Uh, happy Comic Day to you and to everyone listening or watching today. As always, we are brought to you by Bad Mary Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. I'm having a bit of a mental crisis, but if you haven't done so already, live on screen, attack that like and or follow button like you're crushing your enemies and seeing them driven before you. Do it for Crom if you're going to wow. do it for any fucking body. Word the fuck <laughs> up. Charlie said it right, and I do have to give him... Full, uh, full credit where credit is due. He avoided the so easy and desirable to lapse into Arnold voice because we indeed are talking about our collective man, the big Australian muscles, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Austrian. He has not yeah, Australian. Austrian, Australian. That's all the same shit. Um, Arnold, <laughs> there it is. I knew he could. I'll do be it. back. I, kn I knew he had I tried to. to do. I'm trying to do like an Austrian Australian hybrid. <laughs> oh my God! There's a kangaroo coming after me. Get to the chopper. These kangaroos are killers. I just so, imagine Schwarzenegger uh, I, as Thor. I would knew. have absolutely been like the 88 casting of Avengers. I, I yeah, 200 percent, absolutely. Um, again, Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Still, here Say we are, 2023. It. Hercules what is Arnold Schwarzenegger? New... What He's is back. Oh, uh, I, I wasn't going there, but a pre I do appreciate the editorial uh, edition. Um, no, man, uh, can you, I, I honestly can't believe it. The FUBAR on Netflix currently streaming marks Arnold Schwarzenegger's first foray into television. It's unbelievable. Arnold you can't seems let Sly have like. Dick. Well, you know what? That's an interesting counterpoint. But um, to be frank, he has been governor of more states than television shows that he has been the lead of, which boggles my fucking mind. It's, but it's true. It's Arnold on the lunacy. small screen, baby. It's incredible. So, so yeah, Charlie and I, we, uh, we jointly launched into uh, this series and we, we finished it separately. Uh, but Charlie, I'm going to throw it right to you, man. What do you think? Uh, what did you think of the big man's season one effort? I mean, let, let's just, ju let's set the stage for my let's. viewing. Uh, I'm in a horrible mood. Oh, right, right sir? In, in in life. We, uh, we'll talk about it in the second segment. I get out of that sort of headspace temporarily because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm me. Uh, we sit down. We're trying desperately to find a movie to watch. We can't find anything despite 38 subscription services. And a 95 and say, television. And I say, uh, what about this FUBAR show? I heard it exists. Because I've heard no talk about it. And you respond, yeah, let's watch it. My friends said it sucks. <laughs> like, the, like to, to paraphrase the setup, we have warm, delicious Chinese food. We're like, this is better than literally nothing. And you go, barely. I heard it's barely better than now, just stewing in our own fucking dirt. To be fair, that friend that I was referring to 
is Sylvester Stallone. So, again, you got to take certain things with a grain of salt and see if you can swallow them down. But, uh, but what, is, I, what was the Charlie take on the content? Unbiased. I do not know. I don't know if it's because my expectations were immediately set to the bottom <laughs> tier. I'm not sure if it's because it's filled with beautiful people, men, women alike. Um, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. We got Christian right out of the gate. Christian, fresh off of being what is spoiled up? from All the far. Flash. Uh, Christian, not to go off topic, I heard Flash got spoiled for you and my heart shattered Christian. for you, but you did get to hang out with the actual Jersey girl herself who has grown into just an absolute, uh, not only wonderful woman, not only a beautiful woman, but the once teeny tiny little girl from Kevin Smith's Jersey Girl. Baby child. Uh, one of the most beautiful broads I've ever seen in my entire life. But, John, I was blown away at how much I liked FUBAR. It seemed nice. to have so much more depth than I think it had any business having. Um, I, okay. I The entire time, I was kind of perplexed by its quality. It looked good. It was mixed well. The jokes all land for me. It's not failed. It felt like a spiritual successor, as your copy for this episode imply, to mm. True Lies. If this was labeled True Lies 2, his daughter's a spy now. True I'd have been like a little the next on the generation. nose. Uh, a little on the nose, but fucking I think it's great. They have a very soft, uh, soft jawed villain, which I really appreciate. Because they kind of shoot um, Arnold like he's just a normal guy. But this teeny tiny villain, they're like giving him the most ominous lighting. And this <laughs> little guy, um, you know. But the it, the, it, the lighting just... is also appropriate for like a GQ shot. So he's like, hey, hey, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, just to answer Ellis, who's joining us from YouTube today. Ellis gets around like uh, like that one in high school you heard about. Like but, but God bless him. He's never lonely. Uh, Ellis, we will not be spoiling FUBAR in so much as what happens at the end of it is this, or even really like spoilery moments that um, uh, I don't think it's really that kind of show, to be totally frank. Turns really, out he's a robot, be... but other than that, spoiler. <laughs> no, Arnold's done that already, bro. Uh, wow. We're going to really more so just be spoiling about like kind of our reception of it all, but good, but good question. Um, so no one asked, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Charlie, I really enjoyed it, but I think that I enjoyed it uh, in a different way and for different reasons than you did. Certainly not the way that I enjoyed Fast X, because that was hilarious. <laughs> um, no, I, I really enjoyed this because I grew up with Arnold Schwarzenegger's most serious uh, uh, like catchphrase drop-in, bad guy blowing up in, thumbs like up commando. while you're going into the fucking lava-ish type of metal metal lake of Conan. fire charlie for, don't, don't don't invoke the name of crom unless you're ready to fucking cross my swords fault. son um no I, you know why i really enjoyed this charlie because look the bottom line is and undeniably so arnold schwarzenegger is an is an actor of a certain age right in the in the same way that somebody he's like, like old as fuckish yeah yeah he's like he's dirt like he's like fuck. austrian dirt but Austrian dirt is still very, very functional. It's very good. Um, the same I heard it way, tastes like creatine. That's what doesn't. Austrian dirt no, tastes no, like. That, that's not creatine, but it's an easy mistake to make. No, what I was saying was uh, like the, the, in the same way that 
Helen Mirren is an actor of a certain age, but still very much a snack, Arnold still got it, man. Arnold is still able to entertain in that action genre. However, what this is to me, this is almost like Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, uh, operating within a parody, right? So, so it's a parody for a few reasons. Number one, um, Arnold, the action star, he's, he's playing an older guy, obviously. I mean, there's not enough CGI in the world uh, to change that fact. Fucking Terminator 19 w- would prove that. Um, but also, it's kind of a parody of those procedural type shows like like uh again military and and certainly police uh things like that um this kind of took that overall storytelling style and put a nice austrian spin on it which is a bowling a bowling term um and it really made it enjoyable you're totally right it was legitimately funny in many moments it was absolutely action-packed for sure but where it was funny it was really in kind of like a dad jokey, oh, like you're groaning, but you are laughing. So, so I, I felt like it was 100% very effective in what it was trying to do. Uh, so clearly, again, Arnold is the top of the heap uh, as far as the cast is concerned. Did anybody else in the cast particularly pop for you? I actually think the entire cast was, it was shocking how quickly every character grew on me. Okay. Uh, on the other side of the first episode, he has a guy who he's kind of worked with for 20 years. Here's a guy. Uh, who looks maybe 30, who uh, winds up being the yeah. godfather of his daughter before right. chaos ensues. And originally my criticism was like, this guy is so fucking young. Uh, he is a black actor, uh, or a blackter is what I always say. Um, but quite literally... I believe I described once they explained his familial relationship. I went, "What is this? The fucking best example of black don't crack?" And then it's a line in the show. Charlie, so it, I it still... was as if you were writing the show as you went along. They quoted you multiple times. I I truly think that this that the cast is actually this show's superpower. They are okay. characters you're introduced to, and I think at least me, I tend to watch uh, pilots. Uh, episode ones, I tend to watch them very critically because I'm like, what are they trying to fucking get me to invest in? Because <laughs> fuck them. I'm not going to do what they tell me to do. They're a TV show. Um, and there's two other agents you're introduced to. One's like a fucking stereotypical, like super handsome, a very John Rivera type. Well, and yeah. the other one's like a chubby lesbian, a very Charlie Rivera type. Um, but both of them more than oh. earn their spot. Can we start um, calling you Rue? Yeah, done. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Who gives a shit? What is he gonna fuck up my life? Charlie, Pe- I beat you the, there. New nickname. He's gonna get the rule Ghostbusters patch made fuck up. Fuck yeah, I, I, I ordered it. it already. Um, <laughs> but for for me, I think what really stood out to me was that every fucking actor, main character, secondary character, victim number eight, every single one of them knew their assignment and fucking hit it out of the park. Uh, yeah. I don't necessarily I think it was one of those shows where I'm like, this handsome guy is the next Superman. No, that wasn't mm. the case. This handsome guy is the best handsome guy for this part. And if I saw him at a con and he was charging $20 for a fucking photo, I'd be like, hey, the handsome guy from that show I liked. <laughs> um, I think I was most impressed, though, by uh, the, the, the co-lead, his daughter, 
is delicious. Yes, and it yes. turns out memorized all her lines, which is all she needed to do, but also really understood a part. Oh, Charlie, really I, I really foresee uh, at least TV directing in the future because you're like, nope, this is what it says on the page. Do it. Uh, so Charlie, of course, is referring to, and I'm looking at IMDb as we speak, uh, so I'll mispronounce all kinds of shit, uh, <laughs> Monica Barbero, which is like, to me, Hannah Barbero. So I or as that. I like to call her... The fucking the other dime piece from Top Gun Maverick, the the main other than Tom Cruise dime piece being Tom Cruise. Yeah, naturally, um, sure, and sure. Iceman a little bit for a guy who went through that horrible surgery. Iceman's still looking delicious. Um, she was every bit as charismatic. I I love. We discussed it uh, we probably, but too not much. with these good Top people. Gun, Top Gun Maverick is fucking no. On the show, we talked about how great Top Gun Maverick oh, was. Yes, yes, yes. Um, to pluck her out of that and for her to get a co-starring uh, role, a proper co-star. Yeah, a lead. Um, fucking well-deserved, man. I, I think she was super fucking charming, super badass when she needed to be, super vulnerable. It really was like if I was looking for something to dislike about the show, maybe that it's only 10 episodes so far. Like I was, I was shocked at how fucking good it was. And I said a couple weeks ago, we're kind of in this like accidental golden period where like every fucking where you look is super quality shit and no one's paying attention to it because we're constantly getting kind of it well, thrown let me, out there let me let me ask you this though because you refer to it as like super quality shit um what category would you have put it in for the charlie viewership like what shows it yeah like what with? kind of a show is this this is this is csi las vegas nights it's it's a basic as it's a basic bitch procedural comedy, except it's like good, and I right. want to watch more those, of it. Those other those other style shows, um, and they do they do their damnedest. I'm not, no one's ever gonna doubt their effort for right? what they're doing. Yeah, but yeah, I'm saying like there's a there's a formula to that all, and this show kind of follows a similar formula, but unlike those other. Uh, I wouldn't even say that they are uh, in, inspirational towards this show because I don't think that's the case. I think this show is very aware of what it is. Again, it's 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 almost parody, but sometimes the a parody of the thing is just as good as the thing, and occasionally even better. Because while I wouldn't rank this anywhere even near the top ten of Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicles, uh, I would I would put it above. Uh, Conan the Destroyer, because that's a piece of trash. Um, but um, as far as like the actual show, uh, what it entails, I would easily put it above the shit that it's kind of like taking a you know, uh, you know taking a piss at. What so was speak, your right? what was your favorite kind of procedural? I, I think a lot of people would say the top of their mountain for like a straight procedural is maybe yeah. Dexter, which we all know had a very troubling finish and a troubling mm. reboot. Other people, I forget the one with the fucking pineapple that was on FX. Um, that eludes me. It was a uh, the, the the guy pineapple? pretended he was a psych. Psych. psych oh, was a, a beloved procedural right. that was very kind of mocking procedural. Well, yeah, CSI so, is the most boring basic one. So yeah, before you run them all off, um, my f absolute favorite procedural is King of the Mountain. Uh, in that it's Law and Order. Now Law and Order bum, bum. is it's almost laughable because. You can pretty much before the credits are over say, "That's who did it. 
guest it's starring. Very, it's a very, very simple process. <laughs> a very, very simple process, much like this show, um, where you can kind of establish, and then you say, all right, well, we've crossed that off the list. Now let me sit back. Which performances are so bad they're great? Which performance is like so good that they're shocking? Uh, how many fucking guest stars are we going to be able to cross off the list? Because that's when you really throw a monkey wrench into the formula. Um, but yeah, Law and Order took it, was dead serious with it all. There was no winking involved, whereas this show, there's plenty of winking. It's not, uh, it's not so much a case of like the way that, um, you know, all of those terrible, over-the-top, uh, uh, wannabe parody movies came out like the fucking. It's not like you know, scary movie. Or yeah, the, the, those movies that are like so not another so, teen so movie. over the top. You're like, well, that's maybe this was funny in the concept meeting, but it's not funny or entertaining at all. This is what it's parodying, but it ends up doing it far better than than most of that at this point. But I do want to kind of run through. Uh, the rest of the group, because there were some surprises for me. Yeah, uh, you had mentioned her also uh, earlier, and you, by all means, have earned and taken that uh, that moniker. Um, Rue, who's played by Fortune uh, Fimester, and I'm, I'm miss again. I promise you in advance, I was going to mispronounce everything. Fortune Fimester, and I would. So she's a stand-up comedian, and you can almost knowing that if you didn't know that going in, like I did, uh, you can almost extrapolate that from her delivery. From her demeanor. Um, but Charlie, can I ask you a question? I, I often will watch shows like this. I, I, can, I know I can ask him the question. I don't know why I tried to preface that. Um, you <laughs> be ever... a fucking weird podcast. But I'm like, <laughs> no, go fuck yourself. And Charlie's like, nah, I'm the fuck out. Carry on, bitch. Um, couldn't you see if this show had been made, say, five years earlier, a little bit less gray in Arnold's beard um, wow. and eyebrows, which was kind of weird. Um couldn't you see her role being played by like a TJ Miller type? 100%. Like a lot of her lines I almost heard with his like very grating, irritating voice. Like even the, the stupid facial modulations. Yeah. Clearly I'm not a huge TJ fan. This Yeah, this was like that except I didn't hate myself at the end of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much because that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh shit, she's like doing, she's almost like doing TJ Miller's act, but better. But like good, but just like yeah, funny, yeah, exactly. That's kind of exactly charming. Right. So I'm I'm glad to hear that that was not um that that was not like a I just hate it's a real him so take much out of, uh, that I'm of willing TJ. to. Hey TJ Miller, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm like you know how TJ Miller was in Spider Man. He wasn't. He wasn't in any of the Spider Mans. Yeah, that's because he sucks. Um, who else? Who else? There there were a few. Uh, um, who was standouts. the guy I thought should have been Hannibal Burris? When I recast oh, the show so, so in the Milan, middle of the first episode. Milan Carter plays Barry, who, uh, as Charlie had mentioned before, he, he does a fantastic job. Honestly, he would not be his character. I should say would not be out of place in like a third box on this very podcast right here. Um, he plays like kind of one of us. One of us. Google one Google. of us. So, um, yeah, but but he is almost laughably too young for a lot of what they talk about. However, what this show also does is they're self-aware, right? They're not just self-aware in the fact of like Arnold's old as dirt. Yep. Uh, and the fact that it's a parody of these procedural type group shows. Yep, absolutely. 
but also they're self-aware of what was said an episode back, two episodes yeah. back, earlier that episode. So many times with Charlie and I both were sitting there saying, hey, what about XYZ? What about this widget? What about that factoid? And they literally, like almost as if they are hearing us in in same time, they're addressing those things. They do actually a better job. As I said, sometimes the parodies are better than what they're parodying. They do a far better job of connecting the tissues, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, than the shit that they're uh, not mocking, but kind of like elbowing and winking. Uh, they, they do it consistently, consistently, and they do a fucking great job of it. I'm going to throw it back to you, Charlie. A familiar face to, for both of us, Jay Barrochel. Barrochel? Barrochel? Again, I promised the uh, mispronunciation. Jay, Jay Barrochel? I think sure, it's like it's that also. We'll do, we'll do a third version, which is probably right. Seth Rogen's friend! <laughs> Not Seth Rogen. Um, Charlie, like, I was very, very surprised to see him, and in this capacity... Um, having kind of like drank in all of his other work, where would you put this for him? Uh, his second best performance. Like I, he is a wonderful, I would, I would throw him in the character actor category. For sure. He's kind of always playing, uh, sometimes not as Canadian version of himself, like the, but he's, he's like kind a, of, he's like a Canadian fucking nibbish. Yes, I just want to say, yes. <laughs> this was the first time I think he played like an adult. Right. He's been playing, I think, like uh, uh, to say his characters gen uh, generally are a bit uh, arrested in their development wouldn't be a lot. This is this is that also guy in their body because he's built like a twelve-year-old girl. God That's true. Him. But this was he still has all that fucking charm. He's still delivering what you they're paying him to deliver. But what's that? You root for him in all of these you stories. You root for him. Whether he's like dating a dime piece, like fucking uh, what's her face, the the nurse from uh, from Star Trek, uh, yes. Ava Green. I don't know. I don't know names. Um, uh, fucking <laughs> this is the end. Obviously, like, well, I, I just want him to survive. Everybody else can fuck right off. Uh, though I do love them, and I know I'd be the first one to go. Uh, in that situation, I'd be um, right after Rihanna, right in that he, fucking hole, <laughs> in more ways than one. He is. He is. Always just like he's just got a you know some people have a punchable face. I've yeah. been accused of such. He's got a lovable face. You see him and you just want to yeah. hey, my little pun on there. Come here, you, you just need you want him to succeed. And, you do. Uh, I think I think it was really great seeing him play such a simple version of a complex, fully formed human. Yeah. Either he wrote down this guy's last 40 years or someone handed him what his life was because every single scene if he's trying to be nice to his girlfriend if he's trying to kiss up to her dad if he's trying to understand the dynamics of her mother's boyfriend even though arnold is like there's so much he's doing with like he's little. there he for a little much bit material yeah he, he's there he, for like he, a little he, bit he of dramatic He's there for dramatic tension. He's there sometimes as a foil to some characters, sometimes as the punching bag to another character. And yeah. yet the entire fucking time, you're like, I don't care if everyone else gets shot in the face. Can this poor bastard some of them do. just get through his day? There, there you um, go. No, I thought, he was, I thought he was great. This <laughs> yeah, show really great. did have a big case of, like, ensemble, considering Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger is in it. 
There's an ensemble piece. Yeah, and a great true. one. The fucking director of whatever organization Arnold happens to be working for. Even she, like, you get to episode four, you're like, I guess this is just an Amanda Waller type. Then they just drop this, like, great, subtle, wonderful scene with her. And I'm like, you yeah. fucking... Who, like, who bothered? Why are you... <laughs> the only thing about the show I found somewhat infuriating was it did the things I normally bitch at shows for not doing. I know. Isn't that so annoying? Like, what am it's I... Fucking, now what am I supposed yeah, to talk about? What, you selfish why dick? am I even critiquing this if you're just gonna treat me like an asshole and that anyone could have done it fuck you show actually i changed my vote fuck fubar <laughs> making me feel self-conscious about the only time i feel superior that's fair man that's more than fair so uh just to wrap it up i think we both uh we've made it pretty clear both charlie and i are in uh we're of a mind this is eminently watchable right and this is that time of year uh, I'm not even going to go ahead and talk about the fucking, uh, the striking elephant in the room, uh, because who knows when we're going to have access to so much new content, never mind good or bad, it's new. Like, that's the aspect of it that's undeniable, yeah. um, and I know Charlie kind of likes to use that as a, as a, uh, as a kind of benchmark, so I'm going to do the same. It's, it's undeniably new. Uh, if nothing else, and when you have amazing shows that are coming to an end, not just for their season, but for the series, uh, that is going to be increasingly uh, more rare out there in the world. So something like this, the only uh, spoiler that I'm going to put out there is they've gone ahead and set it up nicely for a season two. So this wasn't a short run vanity project or anything along those lines. This is rightfully intended for extended storytelling. And uh, I think it's it's totally worth it, man. Arnold, he's still he still got it. Like he may not physically be that same guy that's gonna, you know, fight off a dozen wolves with just like an old ass crom sword. Uh, he's not gonna rip open his robot body and expose uh, his bionic pecker. Um, those days are past. The Kennedy family will be the first one to tell you that. Uh, but this new chapter in the Arnold storytelling world is fucking it's a good one man i i think it sets it up to be a very good one as i said this show might be a parody a wink and a smile um but it's it's in many ways most ways even better than the shit that it is parodying a uh, parodying and i i would much prefer arnold in this capacity than to hang on bro there's nothing worse than when these stars like these bigger than life stars for us who grew up with them we have action figures of their likeness like you don't want to see that guy doing a fucking you know doing a, a, a continence uh fucking yogurt commercial looking at you um like this is a this is a good step you know same way that sylvester stallone has taken kind of like a sidestep into these new roles which he's absolutely awesome awesome in and are just very very watchable i would put fubar in that same damn category and you know what charlie if someone sits there and tells you they look in your face and say that arnold schwarzenegger doesn't have it anymore what are they kid just like that toy boy ellis cover your ears george fucking lucas they are a goddamn liar what <laughs> son <laughs> Yeah.
baby. Han shot first, kid. Clink. Salud. Salud, baby. Oh, God. Que delicioso. John, before oh, we shit. move on, we got to click on the same comment. Of Thus course we do. removing it from the segment. <laughs> Fucking Joker stream. <laughs> if Netflix was shilling, I could properly shill back. Oh, Joker. Uh, I don't you... love their... Joker, Password you have no bullshit. idea. Um, but John, before we move on, uh, I think there's I think there's an elephant in the room that must be addressed. Another other one. Than my chronic, other than my chronic depression. Fuck Mary Kill, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Van Dam. <laughs> well, that's an interesting question, my dude. Um. Those playing the home game, feel free oof, to drop it in the comment oof. section. But John, I cannot possibly proceed in this episode. I you you mentioned like, the pillars of I action. Feel like you could have, <laughs> but we've already delved down that road. Um, I mean, you know what? Let, let's go ahead and uh, let let's keep it real, bro. Uh, my absolute all time favorite action movie star, because that's clearly his definition. That shit's on his business card, uh, is going to be Stallone. Uh, not so much because I really thought that he necessarily did it better than Arnold, um, but I think that if you have to go pound for pound the content, and I kind of stack them up, stack up the resumes, I think that uh, Stallone's material uh, has held up the best, and I think that he he really kind of like leaned into that. So that's that's pure love. I'm, gonna, I'm going to marry. Put a ring on it. I'm yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going to definitely marry Stallone, even yeah, though he doesn't have the. Will. He doesn't have the Rocky rights, which I know are very profitable. Uh, I'm willing to sing for my supper. Uh, but that being said, Arnold still puts out bangers and bangers and bangers, even in 2023. So he can definitely get the old fucking the old scuttle <laughs> where it takes. So we're definitely smashing me and Arnold. And then I'm um, sorry, the 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 muscles from Brussels. Um, while he has plenty. Of uh, a very memorable and enjoyable uh, content for me personally, uh, I'm gonna have to kill that son of a bitch, just like uh, just like I was one of the Hell's Angels because he took a beating uh, from one of their members. But uh, yeah, sorry to say it, JCVD's gotta go. What about you? That's, uh, that's beautiful. I would never disrespect uh, the action stars of yesteryear by answering that bitch. sort of question, you John. Son of a bitch. Uh, I am a person who struggles with my faith, uh, given setups like this, help it along the way. Um, but I've always had a very, very weird relationship with the church. I've had a weird relationship with my own level of faith. Um, I respect religion more than, uh, I do some of the organizations, but I think it's safe to say that anything, the best thing in the world can be manipulated by some of the worst people. Um, and that's where our next movie uh, takes place. The sort of world of someone bastardizing uh, a book at bare minimum I respect and kind of manipulating it to fit their needs. We are talking about Kevin Smith's most auteur film in his lineup. We're talking Red State. Uh, I had a very rough week last week and when in doubt... Despite my religious confusion, I go to my happy place. I go to a place that I very Charlie's much refer church. to as my church. 
Um, I know a lot of his fans would say the same thing. But we, of course, uh, with John in tow, we spent our weekend at Smod Castle Cinemas, uh, the house that Kevin Smith bought. Um, he didn't build it because that theater was around for his childhood even. That was but his church, yeah. We uh, the, the, the showing that most fit our schedules was Red State uh, just this last Saturday. It's been a couple years. I try to watch all the Kevin's uh, flicks once a year because, again, I just enjoy the fuck out of them. But when I think Kevin Smith, I don't necessarily go running to cop out because that wasn't really his. Right. Uh, and I don't necessarily run to Red State because you have to be in a particular mood to mm -hmm. enjoy a film filled with fucking assholes. Um, and top to bottom, Red State is filled with goddamn assholes. Pun very much intended. Uh, John, for those people at home that don't know, the simplest breakdown of this film is uh, pretty much it's an extreme version of the Westboro Baptist Church, which are uh, sewers, not doers, as the film itself says. Uh, they're those assholes with the signs that say, God hates fags, when we all know any sort of intelligent creator would look upon that Phelps family and go, Yuck, you fucking jerks. However, yeah. this takes place with a very, very extreme version of that sort of ideology, one that involves a shit ton of guns come the beginning of the second act. Uh, John, you and I have now seen Red State together twice. We actually Word. saw Red State when it toured the country. Damn Kevin right. Smith, OG um, style. Kevin Smith was a little bit sick of the system. Uh, he always kind of cited the uh, kind of silly logic behind you: make a movie for a million, then you spend two million to advertise it. Maybe the Hollywood give dogma, million. as it were. Oh, look at this kid. Um, uh, so when he took it on tour, it kind of started a trend that he continued uh, just this year with Clerks 3, uh, which we also saw during the convenience tour and saw again uh, at my church, the Smod Castle Cinema, for what I like to call a butt number thon But uh, it was, in fact, uh, Clerks open all night when he played all three flicks back-to-back -back with Q&As in between. This was also gifted with an auction before and a uh, Q&A after uh, but, John, let's just dive into the flick first. What? what did you think about Red State on what must be your fourth or fifth viewing total, but your second time seeing it on the big, massive screen? Yeah. So I, I absolutely loved Red State for multiple reasons. And this is not shilling. Um, I'm, I'm the first, well, maybe the second if Charlie's around. Uh, I'm the first or second to say if I didn't, uh, if I didn't enjoy something. My policy, once again, for the hundredth time, it's not for me to say something was great or something sucked. I can only really tell you I really, uh, I really enjoyed this or I didn't enjoy that. And if you know me and you say I line up with this guy's opinions, that usually will mean if I like something, you'll like it. If I didn't like something, you probably won't. Or if you're like, he's a fucking moron, I'm going to go the opposite of him like it was opposite day. Uh, and I'll and I'll win uh, I'll win every fucking gamble at uh, at the casino, but uh, I I really did love Red State, and I'm gonna go ahead and immediately break my own rules and say point blank this is just a, a very very well done movie. This is a great movie uh, for the simple reason, and Charlie alluded to alluded to it earlier. There are very few 
if any, people to root for. It's kind of a flick exclusively consisting of dicks. So if there's a dick fight or a sword fight and you walk into the bathroom, most times you're like, whoop, out of order, and you turn around and walk out. Not this time, man. This particular sword fight, you say, oh, shit, and you just want to watch it, right? You don't have any... You don't have any skin in the game, per se, because there's clearly bad guy versus bad guy. They're just different fucking bad guys, man. And sometimes when that shit happens and, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the fucking bullets start flying and the, the mutilation is happening and the, the dogma is fucking misinterpreted, um, there's really only one winner. This guy. It, it, Charlie, it was outstanding. Um, even better on the big screen as our most cinematic features. Um, just dynamite and some delicious fucking popcorn. Never hurt nobody. I absolutely loved it. It was an event. It was a fucking event. You know what always kind of throws me off about Red State specifically? Is just how beautifully it's shot. This is the guy, the, the guy running the cinematography for this flick is the same guy behind uh, the, the, the probably the best season of Mandalorian, which was yeah. Mandalorian season two. This film is shot with this fucking ever-moving camera that sometimes is, it reeks of secession uh, in how it's shot as like you're kind of just amongst the people kind of eavesdropping yeah. to other times. It's strapped to the actor's face. Um, behind an actor's ass in certain points seeing poor cousin greg right before he gets got was uh was was something really special this Um, movie should have prepared cousin greg for everything and more than what he had to contend with in succession that's for damn sure Ooh, that rat tail notwithstanding how funny Um, was it that kevin uh he fucking dropped the knowledge bomb that cousin greg asked her that shit He's like, yeah, I want this like particular hairstyle. It's like kind of skinny ponytail. Oh, a rat tail? Nah, but it's like real thin and like it's just part of the back. Oh, a rat tail? You mean? Fucking children. <laughs> God damn it. I uh, I, I do love the <laughs> even in the retelling of that story, there was a generational frustration. Oh man, that poor Kev Smith yeah. uh, had had to deal with. You don't but deserve the Cavaricis, you punk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, uh, I I just I, I can't get over how good it is, and I think the main takeaway from my reviewing is that is an uh, uh, extremely enjoyable, fucked up film. I think in my head, like being that it was a little time since I've seen it, in my head I thought it was one of those watches that like make you not feel well, and they're kind of hammering home a message. Mm. No, it's just fucked up. Just yeah. every minute of this film is me being like, that's fucked up. The girl from the bad extra season of Clerks, of not Clerks, of uh, Scrubs, she's wonderful in it, and you think she's going to be a good guy, and then she goes on the fucking, the most just bad shit crazy, like, those goddamn child, like, she and turned then, into a country bumpkin like, oh, asshole. Yeah, I loved her on Scrubs. She's going to be, a- oh, no, oh, she's not going to be a good guy? Okay, cool, cool, cool. More popcorn. Uh, there, there is, there <laughs> is a uh, uh, Ralph Garman just like pulling a silent Bob. He gets gotten. I feel bad that I remember. Like it's not Ralph Garman. There's a fucking asshole who's trying to like 
basically duct tape people to crosses. Ralph Garman doesn't deserve him. that, but Caleb did. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck Caleb right <laughs> in the face. Um, what what I most of all really enjoyed was having been to a bunch of screenings at Smod Castle Cinema in beautiful New Jersey. Um, Atlantic Highlands, if you're GPSing it now. Every single showing you see with Kevin Toe, there's a lot of cheering. Every time you see an actor you love, start screaming. There was none of that bullshit with Red State. The most activity that that film generated other than sheer like, uh-oh, at the very end, you hear the fucking end of the world sirens go off. And instinctually, I put my arms up. It's like, oh, fuck me. Fuck me. I like, I couldn't get over how he gave us a 20-minute explanation about why Red State can't end with angels showing up, killing the fucking bad guys. Per, and the four horsemen. Per the original script. Per the original script, the four horsemen looking at everybody be like, it is the end of the world, bitch. I still, I got a 20-minute lecture on why that ending didn't make no goddamn sense. Kevin and I'm said, still uh, desperate to see it. All right, kids, it. I'm glad you're here, but let me tell you why you're stupid and I'm smart. And all of us, almost two an attendee, were like, ah, okay, okay. And th that's something that definitely does need to be spoken about because uh, when you're thinking about the Kevin Smith canon, uh, Red State, I don't think for most people... Uh, kind of immediately comes to mind, and it should. Granted, it's outside the, the Jersey saga of the familiar characters, the repeat characters um, that we've kind of come to, grown to love almost from jump. Um, this is something that's independent, right? Like, so if the, if the Kevin verse, if the Viewerskewerverse has an Elseworld, so this would probably be in there. Um, mainly because there are certain certain uh, performance who play different. Like you know, you expect the TVA to show up at some point. Like, what what the fuck is going on here? Um, but but the 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 experience. Look, um, this is an un this is an unpaid for uh, promotion. If you have the opportunity to go see a flick that Kevin Smith is hosting, do it. Take full advantage of it because. Um, with life being what it is, we realize these opportunities, uh, any opportunities, they, they don't come a-knocking all the fucking time. And some, granted, are more than others. But to have access to this level of filmmaker, even if you just want to look at it, look at it as like, this motherfucker has had crazy opportunities. Yeah, he'd be the first one to tell you that. And he'll also be the one to tell you what it looked like, what it meant. Um, how it was parlayed, how it could have gotten fucked up. Like, you're going to get, in effect, it is the, it's like the bonus content uh, uh, for DVDs and Blu-rays when they were still a thing, and Charlie would gobble up those motherfuckers. So I know for a fact Charlie is absolutely in love um, with the Kevin Smith showings. It is so worth it. It really is. It adds an entirely new dimension to any of these flicks, and he doesn't just—he uh, doesn't just have showings like this of his own work. Granted, there's a, a different level of accessibility there, and uh, obviously uh, inside knowledge. But he's a fucking filmmaker of the first caliber. So when he did one immediately before that of Jaws, dude, I was furious that I wasn't there because Jaws is one of my all-time favorite movies. 
Uh, I very much love the book, though it's one of the rare occasions where the movie's better than the book. No offense, Peter Benchley. Um, guys, it, it, these are the opportunities that like you'll talk about uh, one day. It's like a conversation piece, ugly-ass sculpture in your living room, except it's something that you can carry around with you wherever you go. It is awesome. So grateful that Charlie really... Uh, open my eyes to this type of movie watching. It was it was awesome. It was a great night. It's just a very different experience. I always forget that you weren't much of a commentary guy. No. I was obsessed. I was obsessed. My friend had a laser disc collection, and the whole gimmick there was like it looked the best, but also it had all these fucking bonus features. So the first time uh, I ever heard kind of Kevin speak long form was he did a commentary track for Clerks oh, um, awesome. on laser disc only. Uh, it wasn't on the DVD. It certainly wasn't on the fucking VHS, which was my copy. Um, I do think, though, for those uninformed, uh, Red State starts in a way that I think does give an opportunity for it to be retroactively stuffed back into the Askew universe proper. Oh, you so think if so? I may just paint you a photo, a paint Nice, paint. nice. So Charlie, let me go ahead and up. give you Mr. Smith's checkbook. And go. Um, I mean, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like I'm going to go fundraise to, like, get the angel ending. Because what do you say? It costs, like, $8 million. Like, we could fucking do that. So, the movie opens with these three friends. Very kind of askewniverse-ready friends, if not for their wild southern accents. Um, They're trying to get laid, right? So, they go online. There's a lady that wants to sex them all up at the same time. Turns out it's a trap. They're going to fucking definitely kill you in the church. Honey trap. Presumably, this wonderful, evil honey trap, because um, we all know a good honey trap. Um, a good honey trap is... will never, ever uh, advertise for her own fucking Oscar nomination. Just putting That's that out true. there. That's red flag number one, Melissa Leo. I personally feel like this is something they've done before. I feel like the way the whoa, movie's whoa, set whoa. Up, um, not the three friends, you degen, <laughs> the, the church setting up a profile of like, ooh, you want to get your dick sucked? Ha ha, we're crucifying and shooting you. I think you end Red State, have this amazing performance uh, from, from one of the most class actors of all time. May he rest in peace. You got Kevin Smith's voiceover telling him to shut the fuck up. We go to credits. John, I vote that we get a view askew mid-credit bonus scene. We cut to that same trailer where those three boys went to go have sex with the older lady. Remember, it was a trap. And who shows up? They swing open the door. Jay and Silent Bob to the road <laughs> trip to try to get laid. And they just see that, like, no one's there. But I can't believe this shit happened again. More credits. Um, I think it is a proper way to, to have no man left out from the View of Universe bubble. John, the, the, the kind of final thought I have, the final thing I wanted to briefly talk about, was I couldn't believe how differently the movie plays now in in 2023 than it did when it first came out. At the time, and even now, he says that that wasn't necessarily um, wasn't necessarily any sort of political statement he was making. It wasn't a religious statement he was even making beyond it can be misinterpreted, it can be kind of molested into whatever fucking nonsense someone wants to do. However, we're living in a day and age where a person like Fred Phelps, if they were to be not so obvious of a joke, if they were to start this, you know, fucking um, 
you know, God hates gays. We're seeing it. We're seeing people march into Target and tear down signs. And there's rumors online that the person that did it in one specific video, maybe they're a regular on a gay dating site. And then that may have been bullshit. But regardless, the thought stays the same. This sort of weird, in my opinion, misdirected anger and 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 vitriol that seems to be coming from every fucking direction. It's more powerful than ever. And I think one thing that became amazingly crystal clear with Red State, by virtue of everyone kind of being a scumbag, was, um, man, don't be a scumbag. Like, I know that sounds stupid, right? But I left that movie well, being like... It's, it's, the, uh, it's the, the most basic, if you boil it down to its most basic component component which is kind of like 200%. the bible like it's kind of like a guide to not be a fuckface and yet people mess that up all the time well, my yeah. takeaway was these are a bunch of people who not only i would say 60 to 80 percent of the characters in red state not only think they're doing good they think they're doing absolute good uh and then there's 20 percent that think they're they certainly aren't bad when the reality is they're they're at bare minimum, they're fucking idiots. At the worst spectrum of they it, really they're bad, bad people. So it was interesting watching that film, and you get sucked in because it's incredibly well written. Um, you get sucked in to be like, oh, maybe I'm this character, maybe I'm that character, and every single fucking time, Kevin smacks you in the hand and be like, no, no, that person sucks too. Um, I was shocked at how relevant the film is. Uh, in 2023, yeah, maybe man, it, more it, so. It than holds it up because I was sitting there and I was immediately thinking about like the 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 going ons uh, in Waco, Texas, right? Where that that story, the way that that played out in the media at the time, like in in same time, um, it almost forced people to have an opinion. They it forced people to take sides one way or the other, and. Um, it's unfortunate because those type of things do languish, right? So the feelings people had, the opinions that they garnered or were either maybe force-fed at the time, they, they tend to cling on to them. And um, <clears throat> what I ended up taking away from it, Charlie, is uh, while granted there were there were certain uh, certain percentage of either side that were absolute true believers, right? Both sides, they had a, a stern belief like this is... This is what it is. Whereas the other, and I'll use your percentages, the other 80% were more in the tune of, well, this is what we have to do. Right? I, I, this is my team. I put on that jersey. This is what I have to do. In ice hockey, if your team start gets into a fight, you better get your ass up the fucking ice and get into that fight because after the fact, win, lose, or draw, your own team is going to look at you and say, Yo, where the hell were you? And um, a lot of times for these type of groups, um, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's religious zealots, um, the the kind of like following the rule book is far more important than interpreting the rule book. And when you do that, you relinquish control to the small percentage of that team that's going to say, all right, I'll look at the rule book and I'll tell you what it means. I'll tell you what rules you're supposed to follow, and if you're smart, you're gonna do uh, you're gonna do likewise, or else. Alanis Morissette is never too far away. Um, 
Yeah, like I said, I, I absolutely fucking adored it. Uh, Michael Parks is the gentleman that you were referring to who's uh, since left us. I mean, he is like a virtuoso level of uh, performance to the point where, and again, Mr. Smith said it best, it, it really was, he, he embodies the characters that he plays. He's not acting. You don't see the work. Uh, to use kind of like the the Hollywood parlance, um, he's just is right. He is that thing that he's portraying, and it granted it make fucking Justin Long will tell you uh, himself. It makes it sometimes difficult if you're uh, if the person who's torturing you you're gonna have coffee with five minutes later after portraying a certain thing. But um, that's just that type that level of performance sometimes requires that that higher level of commitment. In order to get it out there, I believed every fucking word. I, I really yeah. did, and and this is to a, a thinking, troubling way, a hundred percent. But this is like a thinking movie. It's the type of thing you can talk about years after it was initially released. Um, it's still still to the same level. Like Charlie said, with the stuff that's going on right now, we're like, you got to be careful what beer that you're drinking because it's going to send a political message, which I think is fucking crazy. I don't understand why we can't just all agree. But light just tastes bad. Like, can't we can't we just leave it at that? And all the other political stuff can work itself out some other uh, some other fucking venue. Um, it's crazy. Worst it, off, it's still worst crazy off times. Fucking Kid Rock losing his mind made me like have to go buy a Bud Light like a dickhead because I'm like <laughs> I I gotta let people know I don't I'm not a fucking total moron <laughs> filled with hatred. A but I'll take a Bud Light and a chaser of an actual adult beer, please, and then just also throw out that Bud Light. But everyone, do me I ordered a Bud Light. Can you pour a Sam Adams into an empty Bud Light <laughs> can for me so I can actually uh, enjoy my drink and the message that I'm sending out there? I, I, again, Charlie, for me, Red State was an absolute fucking banger. Yeah, uh, I literally um, and figuratively, I would watch it again right now. I always judge someone by the context of what they say. So Ellis saying that Red State isn't good while just having a Jar Jar Bink, uh, Bink's <laughs> pair of underoos on uh, is just the type hey, of lunacy that I'm here for. Show some respect, bro. They are feety pajamas, and the temperature has been all over the place today, so no hate Fair. there. No hate there. Fair. Uh, Red State actually kind of hard to get on DVD and Blu-ray. It's currently not being pressed. However, the, the it just did get re-upped, um, so I don't think it's anywhere streaming right now. The DVD you can get as low as like fifteen bucks uh, if you buy it from a second-hand uh, market. New, it's probably going to run you about twenty-five. I can absolutely promise you that uh, I drink exceptional beer, but also even twenty-five bucks for a copy of Red State's first printing or pressing uh, is money well spent. Another place you can spend money, of course, is Smod Castle Cinema. Yet another place you can spend money is Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, where if you use code word Christian, you don't get any percentage off, but everyone knows you knew a really cool motherfucker. <laughs> like, this guy's all right. For Chuck E. Cheese, man. For the, for the, oh, for yeah. the cheese, for the pizza mouse. The composer but, Christian. But John, what's great about when we recommend something to you, be it a product, be it a place to go, is that we're not like those other piece of shit podcasts that no, get no, millions no, of views no. and all sorts of revenue. No, we're fucking losers. And I've dragged you down to my loser level, but 
Luckily, we're not like other pods who sell for any random brand that's willing to pay. Because once again, we are brought to you by one of our total, uh, our absolute favorite bands, and that of course is Bad Mary. You heard them during the intro. You're gonna hear them again during the end. They're about they're they might be already on the plane heading to Japan. They're they at least just packed up. A brand new album. But if you're wondering where else you can catch their act, you can follow them over at Bad Mary Band across all social media platforms. You can support them over on Patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary Band. You can stay up to date at BadMary.com for merch. My favorite part, though, is their whole discography, including that brand new album, available right now from every single music streaming service. Damn straight. And if we play our cards right, we actually might be their first stop when they are back stateside after their glorious I'm sure... A tour of Japan, but that does still beg the question, Charlie, where are we dropping? Most of the time, it's going to be this little triangular spot where there's two red trees and a yellow one, and that bitch remedy better be hireable. But barring that, we can go and say, go ahead and say with Sergeant Finesse. You can currently find him still as a gaming partner over on Facebook, but he is spending more and more and more time at kick.com. Multiple streams every day, outstanding video game content, supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check them out today. Also, as well as on both Twitch and Kick, you can find our good friend Jokers underscore stream underscore just doing all that dynamite gameplay, cosplaying, just an absolute maniac and a killer, an absolute killer on the fort night fields with that island soon to be changing i don't know about you joker but i am i am ready to ride a dinosaur across that jungle biome kid check out joker stream today either on twitch or on kick he's a killer um but charlie look much like our sponsored content sadly much like our uh, our walkthrough of outstanding movies and even more outstanding popcorn. Uh, much like the reinvention of an 80s icon that absolutely carried us through our little toy boy phases. Some of us are still in it. <laughs> Charlie, some things, sometimes the best things, must come to an end. Oh, fuck and, uh, off! Oh, boy. I, uh, I'm glad that I didn't make Joker any promises because I am going to go there. It ain't too soon. Um, I could have talked about it at nauseum that night. Literally, no, not literally, figuratively, one of my own personal Mount Rushmore shows uh, while not having stolen it from the Black Hawk Indians. That also kind of thought it was a pretty important mountain rage. I don't know why you're carving giant heads into it. But that all being said, a Mount Rushmore show for the ages. Succession. on Used to be HBO, but now for some reason Max um, is over, kid. It's over. The fucking game of Monopoly. That didn't seem like it was ever going to have a clear winner. Bro, there was a clear winner. There and it was us. There were some losers, too. It was us. I mean, there are some losers out there, granted. But, Charlie, uh, we absolutely won. We got to go along on this journey. This complete journey. Because the, the one thing that really struck me the most about this series is that it was a tidy little 
absolutely filthy, rich, and beautifully acted and incredibly written and shot. Package, kid. It was a fucking package from beginning to end. They knew how it was going to end before the first fucking minute of cameras rolled at the beginning. And I really think that forget about the eight fucking stories that exist in the world. Forget about the way to take character arcs that are interesting and fucking enjoyable. Take all of that very important, admittedly, shit and throw it away. I'm here to tell you the most important rule number one if you're standing at the top and getting the commandments emblazoned in stone to Mel Brooks. The most important thing if you're going to tell a great story that people are going to care about, know how it's going to end. Kid, you got to know how it's going to end in order to really convince anybody that's an important story to pay attention to. It's got to be building continuously and never going off track to how it is going to end so uh, i don't know how charlie wants to approach the spoiler aspect of it but um i don't need to go too heavy-handed I'm, I'm more far more interested in who won the inevitable fucking war of succession as to how the storytelling was done uh if, i hope that's okay with you charlie obviously you have yeah. your own oh uh, i have to be honest journey. go fuck yourself if you're the one person <laughs> Who didn't see, like, if you didn't see the end, but you saw the rest, like, go fuck your mother. Fuck off. Like, sincerely, That's fuck fair. off. That's fair. I'm not Charlie trying to quote the show. Charlie like, has his moments. They've been giving out free, they've been giving fucking free acting lessons for years. And you're like, I was going to watch all of Secession after it wraps. Fuck yourself. I was going to do one sitting, make you, a little picnic. You and, uh, fucking hipster uh, douchebag fucking <laughs> contrarian fucking bitch fuck your self the only safe one is going to be ellis he's like these people all sound like trash ellis you would be right the 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 one thing storytelling wise that i think is super important towards uh you know even building up towards the end much less the finale itself really and there's a lot of connections in that methodology to a red state that we just finished speaking about there are no good guys. There are no white hats in this particular story. And even if there were some gray hats floating around in there, them shits got blackened up sheerly by the sense of the company that they were keeping. So to see, uh, like I can only kind of think of it as like a praying mantis and a fucking murder hornet get thrown into a jar, screw the top on, and keep my little fingy safe, and just like, shake it up, shake it up, see what happens. That was this show, bro. Yeah, you that take a second to be shocked that they're fucking. You're like, what? <laughs> well, you know, not entirely wrong. Not entirely wrong. But, um, Charlie, I, I fucking adored this journey that they took us on, man. And you know how, like, what level I can apply to it that really probably means the mer the most is that I enjoyed the journey so much, I'm actually not uh, in any pain that it's over, right? It I sucks. have to be honest. The next Sunday that rolls around that there's no succession, there'll be a certain, like, there'll be a certain feeling that I need to address, but I'm, I'm not happy that it ended. I'm grateful that it happened. Yeah, I uh, succession made me feel dirty. So like oh, I am grateful. Honey, it's but over. you are dirty though. I, so like... I don't. I don't. True. I don't <laughs> know if I could have handled another fucking year of like Shiv 
being like, mm, fuck it. Like, oh, you cunt. You didn't mean the thing you just said. You fucking jerk. You goddamn jerk. Like, there is. Just, just one more Kendall, show. like, yeah, 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 yeah. good, good, well, yeah, yeah. That's no, no, like, it's Ken- not Kendall. I Kendall, don't like what you're saying, sir. Kendall, if you go into water one more, I fucking get it. The water's a metaphor. The, the son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. The the brilliance. I hate the way that sounds. Like everyone has to take a piss now. Everybody's gonna pause the pee. Little Kendall is about to. Is he gonna drown? Is he gonna surf? I don't fucking know. Um, I do think Secession was one of those shows. That was so masterfully assembled that it was truly a situation where if we got like one more inappropriate dick joke, if we got one more explanation about how everyone's a fucking douchebag, if cousin <laughs> Greg like fumbled into more money one more time, it did run the risk of, in my opinion, and and this might be an unpopular opinion, uh, it did run the risk of outstaying its welcome because when you're sure. when you're flying next to the sun. Um, it's easy to fucking get burnt because this show, because the one thing I disagree with what you said, I agree and I disagree simultaneously. The show ends very neatly. Yeah. And then immediately, immediately for at least me and some people like me, we all went into fan fiction mode. Of course. I want to know the next conversation uh, Max Landis, uh, canceled uh, writer, uh, who I still adore. Sorry, not sorry. Um, Max Landis said he wanted, he couldn't help but want one more scene with everyone. And for the first time in a long time, I really disagree with him. Because, like, not getting anything beyond the ending we got, it lent itself so much. Like, I want to hear the next, I want to be at the next Christmas dinner with that family. I want to find out what happens with the company. Mm-hmm. I want to know every fucking beat. And sure. what this allows me to do is on my next rewatch, which likely is going to start in a couple weeks, it's going to allow me, knowing where you end, to know where you start. Because uh, I, I don't want to take over your topic. But sure. one thing I'm going to throw out there, and I won't elaborate unless you want to have that Well, I'm going to have questions for you, so be prepared. Sure. So one thing that struck me uh, when I rewatched the finale was that ultimately this show to me is an example of what happens when love is chaotic, because I truly think that their dad loved them too much. Really? And I feel like that's going to be a really unpopular takeaway, but I think every bit of shenanigans that happened these few years was because a father loved his kids unconditionally and wanted to will them into something none of them were able to be. I think, I think those characters were always who they were. And it might be because of their father. That's up for a conversation. Sure, but I think sure. ultimately that the the father, the 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 leader of this family, the original leader of this company, though the the king who's handing down his kingdom. Yeah. I think he loved his kids too much. Huh. So I'm gonna pull a candle right here and be like, yeah, yeah, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> um. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna disagree with you and vote against. 
you're inheriting the company. I hope that doesn't affect our relationship moving forward. Not that I can imagine it ever would. Just vote um, yes! So, vote yes, you so, bitch! So, so I, I, I disagree with that take specifically, um, uh, specifically on Senor Roy, uh, um, on Logan. What I think it is, though, what I really think it is, is that he thought of his company as another one of his children. His so while, kid. so so while he he um he may not have quote unquote loved um loved his his elk Connor, he may not have fucking loved Connor say more or less than Candle or you know or any of them Siobhan or whomever the fuck. Um, but the company was as important as them. The, and, and what he did show uh, was that like everybody had their turn, right? The, everybody had their turn with his attention, but he was, and probably the reason for much of his success, uh, almost as much as the ruthlessness in which he approached things, um, he had blinders on. So if he is contending with you, Charlie, you're getting this version of him. Right, and that's going to feel. Siobhan said it best. That's going to feel like the warmth of the sun on you after having been cold. Uh, the problem is that if he only has his attention on you, the others in that fucking lineup, they're they are out in the cold. They're in the shadow, and um, the loudest voice that called for attention, uh, you you might have fucking thought it was Kendall or it was whomever. It was the company. The company was a constant. A call for attention, me, 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 uh, take care of me first. So I, I think that's that was probably like the biggest issue. I, I do agree with the take that like they are who they are because of that relationship they had or that they didn't have with their pops. But um, I, I'll disagree with this last thing. And then, then if you don't mind, I'm going to pull the reins back. I What if, I'll put it to you this way. So what if this crazy... Uh, like mind-blowing, surprising thing happens in their collective lives. The only one that wasn't affected was Logan, because he did. This thing happens, and it becomes a mile marker in their life, a chapter in their life that nothing in the past and maybe nothing moving forward will ever come close to. Are you really that interested then in seeing the diminishing returns? Not of the show, because it'll always have been written and shot and acted beautifully, but in their fictional lives. If nothing is ever as big and or impactful to the any of their lives as what just happened, the fuck do I want to hear about it for? It's not going to hold a candle. So better for me to say, oh, look at that, and close the fucking book and put it back up on the shelf and know that I can go back to it at any given moment, if I want to say, oh, look at this shit, to somebody who missed it. Well, you know that's I mean? not you disagreeing with me. That's you 100% agreeing with me. Then you know what? That makes Charlie right. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that way. And I can't take all the credit because, um, uh, um, I forget his name, but the, the actor who plays Kendall, he actually sat in with, uh, um, the fuck did he sit with? He sat with, I don't know, some talking head or another. And to me, I was like, is this just a fucking cut scene? Because it looks like as if, uh, you know, Kendall Roy is having a fucking talking head show meeting. But um, no, it was him saying, in effect, that much. He said they were all allowed to kind of like take 
that script mentally and run run it along the line. And in no fucking version were like, oh, and then Kendall fucking went on to build a bigger company on his own that that you know was even bigger. No, no, like nothing that we were that we came to think or were told or Im- implied would ever leave, leave us to lead us to think that any of those siblings, any of the siblings, um, would have gone on to anything even remotely as interesting as the shit that we just saw. So uh, I'm 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 more than content, but this does lead me into my bigger point, and then we'll wrap the show with it. This show, as universally I think respected, uh, if not loved, uh, or both, um, I'm not really catching much fucking wind of people like I hated that ending, and that's almost a guarantee when you have a show that becomes a cultural phenomenon right what we used to call a water cooler show when water coolers were still a thing um this was a, a fucking cultural fucking uh like it was, a, it was a, a bomb on our cultural fucking awareness and uh people are talking about it plenty but i'm not really getting that that fucking vibe of like i hated it blah 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 you might have had your personal preferences i would say again they were all shit people so I didn't really care who won. I cared far more about how they won. Um, I'm going to throw it to you immediately, Charlie. There are shows that were also immediately part of the zeitgeist. The second that they started running, they became very important to know about, to follow, and to talk about. Uh, And as they had their inevitable endings, you certainly did get that. Woo, I love the way that ended. Hate that it ended, but I love the way they did it. Or people who are fucking stabbing angry. I'm going to fight you over how it ended. So immediately I'm going to throw it to you, Charlie. Of all the shows out there that you have invested your heart and your attention and your fucking time to. Give me a show that absolutely fucking nailed the rap. Where, like I said before, you weren't even sad that it was over. You're like, that is like a like a fucking amazing meal. And there was dessert and a little, little fucking espresso to suck down after the fact where you sit back, undo your top button, pull an Al Bundy like that. That was a satisfying fucking meal. I'm going to start digesting, right? Now, give me the one that did you just right. I'm going to start on one I know you definitely aren't thinking of. Because we All do right. that... Far too often, I'm going to go with an animated show. I'm going to go with the original finale to Futurama. Um, okay. the, the, nice. the last episode of the original run of Futurama is, uh, who is that? Fry. It was yes, Fry sir. and Leela get stuck in a, like a time gets frozen around them. They live their whole lives together. They were always like, will they, won't they? They are the only fucking two people. They clearly love each other. They live into their old age when finally opens up a time vortex and they can kind of be unfrozen at the point they left and they choose to restart the journey so that they can be together again. It's beautiful. It's poignant. Touching, it's the second bro. most tear filled that isn't, show made me. There's the episode that... with his dog that kills my soul. <laughs> oh, that um, was brutal. But, but isn't Futurama's that, original that do something was to perfect. you when you have an animated like four laughs type of show like that. Yes. And like, <laughs> if it's a comedy and you make me feel shit, 
One, oh, you're a bastard coated bastard. bastard with bastard sauce, and I'm gonna send fucking Demon Koga after you from the purple site. Just Demon doing joining do us best. on Twitch. What's up, kid? Uh, but I it catch it caught me completely off guard. It was everything I wanted it to be. Honestly, as much as the Futurama, um, it's I know it's getting another revival, and I'm excited for it. Sure. Well, now but that they have me, the cast. But for me, the finale is always gonna be. That first that's a great series finale that kind of closed it up. Great pull. That's a great pull. So, um, in my good pile, and actually, um, for two of the reasons that we discussed already, uh, a number one, uh, in almost the exact opposition to what happened on Succession, almost to a fucking to a cast member and character, I absolutely love almost everyone. On this show, I would I would break bread, tip one back with almost anyone on this show, and some <laughs> more than others, if you get my meaning. Um, but also, as well as this show went the opposite of Succession. We're like, well, that was the most interesting thing to happen. Don't worry about what happens next. This show was like, na na na, son, hold my beer, because here is what happens next, and the highlight and big moments of everybody, every fucking character. Down to like the least important ones that you forgot thinking about after season one. Uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is absolutely one of my favorite and most entertaining shows in my Rolodex of shit to watch. And um, they, 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 bar none, had one of the best fucking finales. They did not leave a stone unturned. They told you what happened to every single character and some side characters who were in those final seasons leading up to the end. They let you know who fucking ran for office, who didn't get married and have kids, how they fucking went about it, uh, who didn't create holidays, who didn't fucking go under the ocean for their next adventures. It was awesome. It was so satisfying that even the characters that didn't have particular specific endings, like shipping that was happening that didn't work out, or um, you know, or wh whatever the fuck. Like there are certain things that I that I kind of like played mental masturbation with. Like I hope this happens, and I hope this happens. Where they were like, "No, nah, John, you're dumb. Just sit there and watch." Um, they didn't do what I per se wanted them to, but the way that they handled it, Charlie, that shit didn't matter. I absolutely love the show, and even more so, love the finale. Just perfectly done, especially for that type of storytelling. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, Can I do another? Actually, I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of the fucking black hat myself. I'm going to ask you now, though, give me a show Ooh. that you were all about that it ended and you just had nothing but the fucking stank face. You're like looking at the screen you're like, what? what? Am I being punked here? There, There's more, right? Did they accidentally show us the outtakes version, the one that they filmed, so that no fucking rumors got out to the contrary? Charlie, give me a finale of a show that you were about where you fucking hated, ugh, hated the ending. Oh, shit. That's really good. Uh, I'm going to disqualify all the shows that just kind of end because they don't know they have a finale. Uh, that's, that's, oh, yeah. That's if they're cut fun. off. They're like, yeah. oh, you canceled. No, but we got my story. Um, fuck, that's really, really solid. Um, do you want me to give you a little time to to put it together, and I'll yeah, throw you mine? Yeah, you go first. Let All me right. let me think. I am going to go with, and this might be, 
this may be a surprise to some people as far as uh, not necessarily the the uh, um, the, the 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 ranking of it might be might be surprising because people have stronger feelings elsewhere. This particular show also a cultural phenomenon. There were parties, there were get-togethers, so that people could watch this show uh, as a, as a fucking collective unit and discuss theories. This is a show that was all about theories and what does this mean and what does that mean? Oh, the fucking break in the grain grass was this and the bunker code is XYZ. Naturally, I am talking about this guy's very first binge. I was binging lost. I was binging lost before anyone even knew what binging was. I said, what the fuck is everybody talking about? I did not catch it from the jump. I caught up mad quick though. Um, actually, I was sick, which made it very, very convenient to be in home under the cubbies with the, uh, the sheet pulled up right to my chinny chin chin. And uh, I just watched episode after episode after episode of Lost. They instantly fucking had caught my attention. I'm like, oh no, a zoo that somehow has a polar bear in the middle of a jungle biome. I don't know, but I'm sure they're going to tell me wrong, wrong. No, they are not. This fucking show, if this show was a person, I would ball up my fingies and I'd punch them right in the mush. They have a lot of explaining to do, Charlie. And I'm not just talking about what the fuck was this show about. I mean, why would they do that to me? A loyal viewer, a spender of money on your fucking no-frills looking products. You son of a bitch lost. You son of a bitch. Not Charlie, totally, totally not because... Well, because this happened, I wanted that. No, 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 Charlie. Tell me anything. Tell me anything. You cannot have a show that is explicitly based on, like, dropping little fucking nuggets and clues and then say, Up, it's over. Thanks for playing. What? What are you talking about? That's like a fucking escape room where you're fucking doing all the stupid little tasks that you have to do. And it never stops. And then one minute, they're like, and the door just opens up. All right, thanks for coming by. See you next time. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because this fucking escape room is going out of business tomorrow. Charlie, a, 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 an emotionally and creatively bankrupt show. It was a waste of time. And I think that's the worst thing that you can ever say about any creative endeavor. You give your time and it ends. Even if you fucking hate it, sometimes you're still going to say... Well, I don't regret it. Charlie, I had nothing but regret on this summer bitch. I hated the finale. I had that exact same sort of reaction, uh, but not for the reason, of, uh, at least with Lost, you're joined by the vast majority. Everyone saw the finale of Lost. It was like, go fuck yourself, Lost. Parties, bro. Parties. Paper, paper Everyone. Paperwork. I think everyone who loved the show would 100% agree with me in my assessment of their finale, but not for the reason that I assess it the way I do. How I Met Your Mother has one of the most bullshit endings of all time. Our main character, the whole fucking show, is like, maybe this one's the mother. And it took me through this fucking asshole Ted with his mopey bullshit constantly getting some of the finest girls fictional New York City had to offer. 
and the show ends and you finally meet the mother and she is just as fucking charming and amazing as she just would all need to be. Pretty and goofy toothed. You're like, yeah, I can yeah, see it. She, sure. Everything you fucking the first one to like match Ted, be like, I get he's still doing way better than he deserves, but not laughably fucking so. And then she dies, and I have no problem with her dying. And then the kids figure out the punchline. The punchline being, hey, Dad, you just told us this whole fucking story. And Mom's not in it until the last half paragraph. You lying old fuck. Your old balls are filling up with jelly, and you want to make a sandwich. We get it. And they say you're clearly in love with Aunt Robin. Except in the finale, John, Robin... Who, Colby Smolders, who is the coolest fuck, one of the fucking coolest women in sitcom history. Cigar smoking, scotch drinking, keeping up with the hoest guy, fucking badass at laser tag. She's a fucking news anchor. She's a hockey player. She takes no shit. Excuse me, sir. She also loves going to the mall. Don't forget. Let's all go. <laughs> John, she pop was a star. Canadian pop star <laughs> and actress. John, she had a sidekick robot. And this goofy bitch's story ends with her mopey as fuck and like alone and her, her pursuing her dream job. It wasn't enough. What she needed was Ted Mosby's cock. Get the fuck out of here. If that same ending was like, she should have been April O'Neil, bitch. She should have all sorts. I don't even know what fucking news anchor awards are. What, that daytime Emmy? Whatever the fuck. She should have had a wall full of that shit. She should have been in the bed. Yeah, the, in bed. The, the Murrow? The, the Edward R. Murrow award? Sure, Isn't she that should like have fucking... Bench? She should have a 12-pack of those. And when he shows up with that bullshit uh, blue half a tuba or whatever the fuck it was, she should have had a 22-year-old intern in her bed that she was using like a fucking sex toy that she says, fuck off, homeboy fucking figure this shit out, finally. You know what's, what's really interesting about her, especially that character? Because I also, I'm like, this is That this she's like an the, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? This you is dicks. one of the... One of the coolest chicks that like has ever graced the screen, um, but they they kind of like on one hand like she is so much like a dude that Barney Stinson, who's like gay in real life, would obviously be attracted to her because like yeah, there's not much of a it's like Gina going for fucking uh for for Michael Scott. It's like yeah, it's not gonna really be that much of a translation for me, a uh, transition for me. Um, like she would just look. I love. So many of my friends, uh, female friends, but like I know in my heart, I'm like, well, there there can never be a relationship there. Like loving a person as a person doesn't equate a romantic compatibility. They had no compatibility. And also as well as Charlie, that show was nothing but a buildup to a fucking nothing burger because the mother that was the titular mother wasn't important whatsoever. She was basically a baby delivery system, but that's probably why it required the eventual spin-off, How I Met Your Father, who is absolutely starring friend of the show, Ashley Reyes. We're going to have to have her back on one time again, at least. But Charlie, I'm going to go She's too busy. Ahead. She's in every fucking show she on is Walker, fucking Texas Rangering it up. Uh, she's all over the place. God bless her. Uh, but we can, I'm sure we can, we can borrow her time for at least an hour or so, but I, I'm going to try if you're ready for it or, or I'm happy to take the reins, you want to segue into 
another one of let's keep it keep you keep it posy. Another one of your favorite finales because there's got to be another one hiding there. No, sure, I'm I'm gonna cheat again because it was the intended ending, and then the studio said like, but you got some more for us, right? But like less budget and <laughs> you new cast. A little more, a little more. The the original uh, series finale of Scrubs, nice. one of the absolute most perfect finales. They bring back. Almost every fucking guest star who had passed away on the show, they show up as ghosts. Oof. And my favorite thing is Just through the entire Bring your own series, tissues, man. Bring your own tissues. Every episode of Scrubs has a fantasy sequence where our main character, JD, uh, fantasizes about how this great... If we were fucking Batman and Robin, how great that would be if I was fucking smashing every hot bitch to ever come in the uh, hospital. How great that would be. And the show ends so respectful of that premise because it doesn't end showing us the future. It simply shows us what he hopes the future is. And he has this beautiful line uh, for someone who, for a bulk of that show, was like the most fucking emo asshole. Unlike any rewatch, it's hard to not notice. Like, this fucking guy just won't stop bitching. I love him. But fuck, it's like dealing with Charlie Rivera. The show ends not only Dr. does he have Rivera. an not only does he have an optimistic outlook, he literally says to us, like, just this once, why can't the fantasy be real? And the show sets itself up that, like, now he's learned enough lessons, he's gone through enough shit, he understands himself, he understands the value of love and friendship better than from the first episode. He fucking earned like that a, happy ending. Like a character arc. Oh, isn't that exactly. so nice? But what's beautiful is they don't they they kind of have the best of of both worlds because they're saying this is what he hopes happen. It probably happens, audience, but who knows? Life is fucking complicated, and sometimes you lose wrong, ones you man. love. Sometimes shit doesn't work out. My God, the way it fucking ends is so true to itself. The mu it's one of the best uh, needle drops of all time. Uh, yeah. They drop the book of love. Uh, I, I I have rewatched Scrubs probably more than any other. I was sitcom. just gonna say that's Charlie's comfort food of yeah. shows, bro. Like you uh, could gauge where Charlie's at by what episode on the fucking <laughs> umpteenth rewatch. So I'm yeah. gonna hit Tears you up. Tears in my eyes every time I watch that finale. It's fucking perfect. for sure. I'm I'm gonna hit you up with my uh, another one of my posies to keep it a kind of like a like a sandwich posy neggy posy. Um, this is a show, Charlie, that, um, you actually might have put me on to. I probably uh, did. I'm great. You certainly fucking gave me the gear. And, um, this was a show, I, I, I must admit, on paper, John little fucking voice was like, this, this show, you're not going to like this show. This shit ain't for you, man. It ain't for you. So even shows that like sometimes are great, but if you're not into it, you're just not into it. You're not going to enjoy it, regardless of the quality of the program, yeah. unless there's somebody holding your hand through it. You're like, well, shut up, asshole. You're watching this for me. That's a different story, right? That was not the case beast. here. Charlie Boy Rivera, my younger, uh, my younger edition of John, he said, hey, big brother, you're ridiculously handsome, incredibly smart, and I look up to you like I was at the fucking foot of the Statue of Liberty trying to peep up that French lady's dress. John, no, I, I've got it written down. I recorded it. It's fine. It's fine. It's probably going to sound a little bit like my voice, but we get that accusation a lot. 
Charlie Rivera said, John, do yourself a favor. Here's a fucking t-shirt from Comedy Central. Um, You gotta check out Broad City. Fuck Broad yes. City, I was almost immediately hooked on. And it wasn't fucking Alana's giant boobs. Um, but they fucking, are giant. They are. It wasn't Abby's infectious optimism. Uh, was and then, and it was infectious. Um, Charlie, it was the combination of their relationship plus the fucking legitimate belly laughs that this show f- drew me in. Now, what was very interesting about it was for Johnny Boy, it was like a fly on the wall type show. I'm like, that's what girls do behind those closed doors. I thought that it was just panties and pillow fights and fucking talking about boys, and it is sometimes. Um, <laughs> But not always, and this show fucking it, it, it for me it was a a spotlight um, on kind of like what was possible. I was you can never really I think enjoy something as much as when you're walking into the surprise party when you thought everybody forgot about your birthday. I was shocked that in how much I love the show. But when you're that invested, we all know that the inevitable ending can hurt that much more. Not this time, bro. I loved the fucking finale of this show. And what was very interesting, really, was that they built to it very naturally. They built to the end very, like... Like, the way that they approached it all was subtle, right? That was It was subtle. And maybe that's the biggest true difference in the sexes is the level of subtlety because <laughs> as guys we're very much like hey look at this this is really funny don't you think so here's some guns la 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 and and it doesn't always have to be that way this show has taught me and the show did teach me shows it was hilarious and obviously it's goal number one was just to entertain and it very much did but that finale, Charlie, just like you were talking about before, they're like, okay, now we're going to bring it down. It's like when the artist like, oh, now for a slow one. Uh, so the characters who we've just absolutely grown to adore during the course of the run are, are kind of like growing apart. Their lives are on, uh, on like deviating fucking tracks right now. And we all know that can be some painful shit. The way that they approached it, they said, look, we know this is happening. Let's go ahead. Let's have a fucking all-time Abby and Elena fucking adventure. And that's what we got. Maybe like the biggest scale out of all of their little adventures. But at the end, it was the ultimate definition of bittersweet, right? We knew that it was going to happen. It had to happen. It was good for both of them as individuals. And the camera just fucking pans back and pans back. And effect they have moved on with their lives, right? It was almost like a romantic relationship, and Alana probably hoped for that, but it was almost like the way uh, romantic relationships do, where you pan back and you pan back, and you see they're now in new pairings, right? For friendship purposes, we're assuming. But um, it, Charlie, it fucking, it both broke my heart and grew my fucking heart. You know, I don't know how a show, how a funny gross out over the top show could have possibly hoped to affect a viewer an unintended viewer like myself i don't know what more they could have had on their wish list than fucking that bro it broke my heart and it grew my heart i loved the show without question but i absolutely loved 
the way that they wrapped it up. And they wrapped up in the perfect time. I think that that was the show that if it went even a minute longer, it would have been diminishing returns, which is a big factor. Fucking outstanding show. Anyone out there who hasn't watched it originally, it was broadcast on Comedy Central. So do the do the math. Figure out what that means it's streaming now. Um, or fucking buy it because come on, bro. Uh, Charlie, I fucking loved it, man. I just loved it. What it's did you just, think about the finale? It's a wonderful... Uh, fu- I mean, again, that show was one that... What I think I liked most about it, and I don't know if it was as subtle as it felt, but every season uh, after season one was just got a little bit more grown up. It's it's almost like they knew well before we did. It was stacking they were kind of weight, stacking. right? They stacked weight because every decision was uh, uh, yeah. communicative, communi- something. Cumulative? Uh, cumulative. Cumulatively, thank you very much. I'm a little sleepy. Um, communicatively more important, bro. Like every choice that well, they made I, was more and more important and meaningful. What I love is they start as an odd couple. It wasn't a surprise. To a degree, yeah, absolutely. That they, they were on two different tracks for the entire show. It's just we happened to watch for most of that show when the two trains were parallel. Because there's a long time in our lives right. where the people around... I mean, it's been, literally, it's something that you'd never expect a comedy series to teach you something. But they were trying to prepare us all for that reality of, hey man, shit doesn't stay the same. People, people don't have to change to grow apart. People don't have to be wildly different than they started to not be on the forever exact same path. And, Some and you of know, us Charlie, with, have with that, beautiful moments. You're, uh, absolutely. And and with, with comedies itself, like sitcoms, right? Situation comedies, um, especially. And Family Guy actually does a really good job of pulling the curtain back and saying like, yeah, no, um, we're going to go through X, Y, and Z for this episode. But don't worry about it. Next week, we're going right back to normal. This wasn't one of those shows like, well, yeah, remember while we had our yucks and we fucking had our laughs um, last week because of those events. This week, those fucking same events have ramifications. And sometimes it's not going to be quite as funny. Yeah, so Charlie and I are in agreement. Absolute banger of a finale. And really the, the, the way that you do it, man, you make it so that when you wrap up all the stuff that had come before... The finale is in a lot of ways going to inform people if they didn't know how important everything that came prior to it was. The finale is the uh, the fucking punctuation on that sentence and taking it back to the origin of the topic. Succession did exactly that for me. They let us know the reason why that journey was important to join the Roys who were more rich than any of us have any hope to uh, hope for. And probably, you know, nepotism is a bitch. What are you going to do? But uh, if we didn't win that genetic lottery, we're still on our own fucking journey. And um, so so are shows. When they rap, they let you know how important that fucking show was. Succession, again, an all-time absolute great. Uh, I'm glad that I got to, to ride the ride. But, Charlie, here we are, end of the show, buck 40, pretty much... Pretty much all you guys are going to get from us because John is sleepy. So do us a favor, Charlie. Tell the good people how we wrap up each and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. Would you? 
Very simple. First, you gotta turn the power on. Then you gotta turn the volume up. Then you gotta tune Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Say it, my space girl! Should I call you to say fuck you? 